0: Mindfulness mode.
1: If you don't execute, it's all for naught.
0: Reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness here on Mindfulness Mode with me, your host and mindfulness life coach, Bruce Langford. We're here to talk about longevity. We're talking about bioproteins today. We're talking with my guest, Dustin Baker. Dustin, are you in mindfulness mode today? Uh, I am always in mindfulness mode, Bruce. That's great. Fantastic. Well, I I'm just gonna share a little bit about you. You're the president of bioprotein technology, and you're the creator of BioPro Plus. With years of experience working intimately with some of the world's most elite athletes, so this is going to be interesting to talk about, trusted physicians, and international private security military personnel, very interesting aspect there, your passion is to help individuals maximize their psychological and cognitive potential safety. So it says here that you've been instrumental in the product design and brand development for natural products in the professional athletes. Uh, fitness and medical supply category. So we've got a lot to talk about, a lot to unpack here. So first of all, Dustin, what does mindfulness mean to you? Uh, Mindfulness to me is, I like to define it as
1: self-awareness. I like to define it as being present in and of yourself, understanding um, kind of where you're at in your actual physiological and mental existence. Um, When I start thinking about the word mindfulness, I like I said, I th- start thinking about self-awareness and more that leads me to what I consider humility. Um, being very aware of where you're at, how your actions impact others, how your actions impact yourself, how those actions impact your uh, your mental health and other people. And um, being aware of the impact you have on your own personal life, as well as the impact you have on others.
0: So how did you get involved in working in this field of natural products?
1: My career started in physical fitness and health and wellness. Um, I really hit my stride in my career in my mid to late 20s. So I may have been a little bit of a late bloomer there. And in my career path, I started in performance gyms, athletic gyms, um, and started working in the business side of things. At one point, taking over other people's facilities, Um, ended up starting my own creating my entire own, uh, workout methodology and, and fitness brand. Uh, during my career, I ended up working with, um, professional athletes and, uh, collegiate athletes, professional, um, preparation, even the NFL combine stuff like that. And through that whole pathway, we always utilized a very specific group of formulas or products. That existed that were really impactful. they They had huge, huge, huge effects on athletic performance, on uh, mental and um, mental ability and cognition, mood, depression, anxiety, sleep, uh, re- uh, workout recovery, et cetera. So we're talking in this entire career path, we're talking multiple different companies, multiple different avenues. I mean, like everybody's career, right? But there was always mm-hmm. this one common thread which is no matter where I went or what program I got promoted to or where I ended up with business um, in that field, I was always kind of like leaning back and using these products. And um, one, you know, my mind works this way, which is if there's something really awesome that I find that continuously works across like all these different types of avenues, whether it's you mentioned, you know, uh, veterans and military and tactical or elite professional athletes or even just weekend warriors you know the guys outside mm-hmm. doing cycling every Friday morning or you know their weekend workouts or playing tennis um if if it kind of like touches all these bases and it's so impactful for all these different individuals and it's not available to everybody my mind works this way which is well how do I get this to everybody like why don't more people know about this so when we were doing this it was um, and working with these different products, uh, I figured out, you know, there was, a, there was a play here, there was a way to kind of bring these to the mainstream, which is why we uh, approached the original formulators and creators of these products to acquire the company in and of itself and then kind of take it to this whole new level, which is what we see today
0: well this is very interesting and i assume this involves protein so tell us more what is the product and and what is it that helps people in in these areas yeah
1: so that's a really great question because they see the name uh bioprotein technology and and most people associate or think of the name protein as like protein powder which is actually not what we're talking about what we manufacture and formulate are what are called growth factors now a lot of people haven't heard this term. You probably are going to hear a lot about it in the next few years because it's very popular in the medical and anti-aging space, um, as well as athletics, but it hasn't, it's just starting to hit its stride now with, uh, you know, all the rest of us, right? Um, So growth factors are what are called protein cytokines, and they are the creation of human growth hormone, it's created in your pituitary gland, it goes to your liver and your liver metabolizes it and it creates growth factors. Growth factors are those protein cytokines, which are cellular signaling devices. It's these little proteins that go into your blood and signal different cells to do different things, whether that's stimulate collagen cell growth in your skin and your face, whether that's to uh, increase your metabolic output whether that's to increase the differentiation or multiplication of cells in your muscle tissue to accelerate wound healing or athletic performance, that's where bioprotein comes from. We work specifically with these small protein cytokines that create this incredible change in your body and in your cells.
0: And so is this in the form of a capsule?
1: No, it is not. We don't really believe in capsules um, because when you start to hit the digestive tract in your stomach, your stomach acid will destroy active ingredients uh, in your body. So um, our product is sublingually delivered, meaning you hold it under your tongue for about 90 seconds. And the way that it's formulated, it expresses the blood vessels in your mouth. So that way it absorbs directly into your bloodstream and we can avoid the digestive tract. When you start to get into powders, capsules, tablets, that kind of stuff, um, two things. you, Your stomach acid, your digestive tract will destroy a lot of the active ingredient within the product. But more so than that, uh, in order to put things in powders or capsules or tablets, you have, in the manufacturing process, you actually have to add binders, fillers, um, artificial ingredients, just to use the machinery to even pack them. A lot of people don't understand that.
0: I see. And do you personally take this product? 100% since 2014,
1: before, way before I ever uh, owned the company, way before I ever ran the company, I was a user
0: for years. So what does this do for people who are just feeling... Um, a little bit discouraged and as though they're, they're, you know, lacking some kind of focus in life and that kind of thing, because we talk a lot about that here on the podcast, talking about mindfulness and we talk about how, you know, get out, get running or get moving or start meditating, these kinds of things. Does it help people that are going through those kinds of challenges? So I'm going to answer the question and say, yes. Now I'd
1: like to explain how, um, I am a firm believer. I think the the human brain is probably one of the most powerful things on, on earth. I think somebody who can tap into their own um, their own sense of mindfulness and their own um, their own inner uh, inner dialogue and cognition is is unstoppable. However, there are physiological barriers or issues that one can end up causing or presenting themselves where they can't actually tap into that inner dialogue or that self-awareness because of lack of focus, depression, anxiety, and mood. And those are physiological issues that people have to deal with. Uh, In today's day and age, there is an onslaught of outside interference or stressors or um, all of these things that are outside of your control. I mean, look around, you look at the world that we live in, Um, there's always some sort of outside interference or some sort of onslaught of negativity or stressor or uh, barrier or complication with all kinds of fun stuff. So um, that can cause physiological issues like let's use specifically an increase in your stress hormone called cortisol. So cortisol is a hormone that is um, peaked when your body goes into a high stress environment, whether that's literally lack of sleep, inadequate sleep. That's like the number one thing we deal with where people aren't getting enough sleep at night. Um, they have outside stressors from work, from home, you know, any of those things can spike the hormone cortisol. Once cortisol gets spiked in an environment where you don't want it to, um, things suffer, your weight suffers, body fat, um, lack of focus, irritability, depression, anxiety, uh, inadequate sleep. So those all are physiological issues that can create a barrier to you experiencing that mindfulness that you're talking about.
0: I want to know more about you and your life and, and how you got into this. Were you going through a rough time and then you started uh, finding something that helped you get focused and get grounded? Or Tell me a little bit about you and how you got interested in mindfulness.
1: I think, I guess I'm kind of like a late bloomer in that. I, um I'm 36 years old now. My career didn't really even start until, you know, everybody runs around and does all kinds of things. I moved all over. I was trying to figure out who I was in my 20s. Um, I did go through a pretty rough patch in my 20s. I was, you know, at least to me, um, you know, I was very lost. I, I was doing things that, you know, I, I was in my 20s, my early 20s. I went through some, um, some, difficult, some difficult times. I, I lost my brother in a motorcycle accident, who was my best friend. He was my older brother. I mean, we are—we went through a lot of hard stuff as kids, so we were very, very close. My, my brother was my whole life. I lost him uh, in my early 20s. It it, um, it was my own fault that I went down, you know, uh, not exactly a positive path in those 20s, um, but those things happened and I didn't really have any direction. I, um, I didn't have any type of self-awareness or mindfulness back then. Um, So in my twenties, I was just very lucky. I ended up in a a gym in fitness, which I never did throughout this whole time. My twenties, I had no experience in fitness or health or wellness. I was a terribly unhealthy individual. Um, My parents did not teach us about nutrition. They didn't know about nutrition. It wasn't even their fault. No one taught, you know, um, our family about nutrition or health and wellness, et cetera. uh, you know, my dad was a football player, but he, you know, this is back when they smoked cigarettes on the sidelines and, and, uh, you know, uh, being a football player meant eating as much garbage as you possibly can to just be as large as you can. So that's like the type of environment I grew up in as a child. Uh. So it went with me into my twenties cause I didn't know any better. Um, it's my own fault that I didn't educate myself, but I didn't know any better. And my, I was not a healthy person. I was a terribly unhealthy person. I mean, really unhealthy drinking, um, you know, I, I didn't know anything about food. I mean, my, my diet consisted of fast food and pizzas. Cause you know, that's what I had. That's what I could afford. So are my, you one of
0: those fortunate people that, uh, have the body of a football player, but you could just eat anything you wanted?
1: I don't think so. I'm not nearly as large as my father is. I, uh, you know, I'm about six foot I, I, at current juncture. I'm, you know, a little under 200 pounds. Um, but I, you know, that all happened like later in life when I was in my twenties, I was real thin. I was unhealthy, um, I was probably only about 165 pounds. It, I was not the, you know, an example of peak health and fitness. Um, which yeah. brings me to my point. I had a friend who, um, you know, kind of was like, Dustin, man, you really, you got to try this out. You, you should really try working out. You should really get into it. And he was in the fitness space. And I was like, you know what, uh, you know, something's gotta be better than how I'm living right now. And that changed my entire life that, um, you know, really st- started me on this snowball effect of getting into the gym. I ended up um, really loving everything about fitness. And I don't even think it was about the working out. Like I love working out, yes. Um, It's hard for me just like it is everybody else, but more or less it was the discipline. I lacked discipline. I had zero motivation and I didn't have a regiment. Um, I didn't have something that I subscribed to. Every day that I cared about, and I ended up being under the tutelage of a an ex uh, an ex Olympian who ran a you know performance faci- performance athletic facility, and that's like where all this stuff started, right? So I learned under him. I quit, I, you know i I literally lived at the gym, like I that was my life. And when I say lived, I mean it, we were we were living there. Um, but I learned everything I could. I didn't. I made zero dollars. Like it was. <laughs> I. I mean. That was my life, but I loved it, and it gave me discipline. And I started learning. When it comes to mindfulness and self-awareness, that really came later in my life. I would say in my early thirties.
0: And when did you meet your wife?
1: Oh, uh, you know, I didn't meet my wife until after I started all of this kind of stuff and, and self introspection and, and these things. Because I don't think uh, I don't think God. I was ready. I don't think he, he knew I was ready to meet my wife because she is absolutely, um, man, I don't deserve her. She's phenomenal. I met my wife. We went on our first date, November 20 in 2020, November, 2020. I met my wife and, uh, we got married November 20, uh, 2021. And we did not uh, select that date because we wanted to do November 20 and it was our first date. We selected the date because It was the only date. It was the first date that was available for us and where we wanted to be married. So we're like, yeah, do it. And then we realized after the fact that November 20 was exactly the first date that we had.
0: So what's your wife's name and what makes her so special?
1: My wife's name is Alexa. Um, My wife is the exact same and opposite of me and I'll explain. So, you know, when I was in my when I was in my 30s and in my career, uh, you know, starting my career, even when my career started to to be a little bit more positive, for lack of a better term, and, and do really start doing well, I always, um, you know, I had never had like success with dating. Clearly, I wasn't married, right? And I and I believe yeah. in marriage. I, I always have really believed in marriage um, and being with someone, you know, forever. Uh, and I had zero success with that. And I was clearly, I was dating the wrong people. And I always would think, I was like, man, I just really want to find somebody that understands where, like understands my life, understands business, understands, you know, what I go through on a day, a day-to-day business. If, if there's any business owners, um, whether you're starting, whether you're massively successful, whether you're the CEO of the biggest company on earth, you, uh, we all kind of experience a lot of this similar stuff because Um, you know, businesses are built on the backs of human beings and human beings, everybody has their own individual, you know, issues that you deal with. It doesn't matter if you have three individuals that you work with or 3000. So Mm -hmm. um, sharing that kind of experience and, and, um, and having somebody that understands that is actually very rare. I have found maybe to me, but it was very rare for me to ever even come by because I had never found it. And so I would always ask God, I'm like, man, I would really like to, just really want to find somebody that understands what I go through on a day-to-day basis or like respects it or, or really gets it. And we have so much in common. But on the opposite side, she's exactly the opposite of me in a much better way. So all of my faults. So I'm curious,
0: Dustin, what is your biggest fault?
1: I will be honest with you, Bruce. The thing I struggle with the most, and I I have to pray every single day. For God's grace to help me overcome it is pride and humility, Bruce. So um, she is incredibly humble. She is incredibly caring. She is, um, uh, she is incredibly insightful. She is so smart. And um, she's just a pleasure to be around and everybody that's around mm-hmm. her. She takes care of everybody. So
0: are you working on trying to get your ego under control? Every day. Every day. What's the number one belief that you want your child to grow up with in life? Um,
1: discipline. I, I, I work with specific generations of very specific age groups who typically work for me. And I find they are younger than me. And you, you and I, Bruce, let's just say that. And I find that the, the lack of discipline, um, the lack of... Um, delayed gratification mm-hmm. is the number one thing that plagues individuals. Everybody wants everything right now. And that's the society that we live in. Everything is like, I click it and it shows up in my door tomorrow.
0: Oh yeah. I know what you mean about our society today. Well, Hey, I was just thinking, how about I order some of your product? I check it out. I try it out. And then I report back here on the podcast about how it's working for me. What do you think? We'll just get you the product you just try it out and i want to know your uh you know your general your real
1: realistic feedback when it hits the eureka moments all that kind of fun stuff and uh you do your thing i'm always
0: excited to uh okay. to hear back yeah absolutely That sounds fascinating. So before we wrap up, Dustin, I want to ask you five quick answer questions. So just 30 second answers are perfect. (laughs) The first one is this, who's one person that has had a powerful mindfulness influence on you?
1: Oh man, I hope he doesn't listen to this, but I might have to have him listen just in case. My best friend, Travis, um, my best friend, Travis is a incredibly successful businessman um, in the commercial real estate development and private equity space. I mean, Matt, wildly successful. And I say him because he holds me accountable. He and I have uh, struggled with very you know, similar. Everyone has their own personal struggles in life, right? So um, we are constantly going back and forth and holding each other accountable. And we have these types of discussions on a very routine
0: basis. And he helps to absolutely keep me humble and keep me in check. What has mindfulness done for your emotions or for your routines? My day is very regimented. I, I, a lot as well. My
1: mornings are, I think mornings are the key to success. And I'm not just, I'm not talking monetary business success. Do I think those, those things are absolutely essential for uh, with mornings? Yes, hundred percent. Absolutely. But I think your morning routine, how you start your day is the most powerful way that you can change your life to the positive waking up, committing the first part of your day as a regimented um, whether that's Prayer, meditation, fitness, um, having those things very specifically set up that are for you, that you wake up before everybody
0: else and you knock those things out, your day will magically happen. How about breathing? Let's talk about breathing. Do you have a breathing routine or what thoughts do you have on how breathing can help us to feel more grounded? One of the things when I was in the fitness space and I was training training, athletes, or
1: I was even just training normal individuals, breathing was one of the most important things that I would teach during exercise. And the reason being is because typically when people exercise, their breathing gets way out of control, which actually directly causes and relates to like a, um, almost like an anxiety within the workout in and of itself, like a um, kind of like a um, panic and it it snowballs, meaning the more that their breath, and the more that they're breathing is uncontrolled during their workouts, especially under, um, you know, a timed or, uh, an output, a workout that, you know, your, the design is to try and accomplish a, a workload output in under, you know, under a certain allotted of time, which is for speed. Once the breathing gets out of control, like, yes, a panic sets in, like your body can't keep up with the, the work that you need to accomplish. So we would teach, very specific breathing um, during each movement or repetition, etc. And how I can relate that is when I'm thinking is, if you are in a, a mental state, which is in a mental state of anxiety or panic, which is, you know, I think that's an extreme word, but it's true. Um, mm-hmm. Panic, your breathing can actually snowball that or make it more extreme because it's, it's out of control. It's uncontrolled. So I guess it was for us, it was really about keeping control, staying calm, not letting your brain take off all down these, you know, crazy paths and getting out of control.
0: Tell me about a book that you think could help people with focus, mindfulness. hundred percent. hundred percent. I got it. I got it. It's called The Mountain Is You.
1: A short book. It's phenomenal. It changed my life. I give it to people. It is. Yeah, it is. It's really good. I don't even remember who the author is. It's called The Mountain Is You. It's got a black cover. You probably look it on any website. I highly recommend it. I've given it to friends all the time. I give I've recommended all the time because if you really read it um, and I'm sure there's other you know books like it similar, but it's it was very impactful. It's
0: by Brianna West, Mm -hmm. B-R-I-A-N-N-A, and her last name is W-I-E-S-T. And, yeah, it sounds like a great book. I look forward to getting my hands on it and reading it. Dustin, I really uh, think it sounds great. So thanks for that. No problem. And uh, and my last question is about an app. Are there any apps you use you you mentioned an app that kind of goes along with your your product. But what about an app?
1: Well, Bruce, I'm gonna throw you a curveball here, and uh, i don't I don't like the app stuff. Um, I like the app for our product for regiment. I'm not saying I don't like apps in general. I'm sorry. I, um, I don't like apps. Uh, I've tried some. I, I'm not a big fan of the apps for calming. And here's the reason why I'll explain. It has nothing to do with the app. It has nothing to do with the app. I'm sure the apps are phenomenal. I know that they work. My whole thing is get rid of the phone um your phone is literally i understand product psychology and human development in the sense of how products are used your phone is designed to grab your attention at every chance that it possibly can get every time your phone dings it's literally sparking a response in your brain to say please pick me up and open me then once you do you are thrown into this world of all of these different stimuli and all of these different companies and brands and all this stuff trying to grab your attention because that's literally what they do for a living and it's okay as long as it has a positive response however if we're talking about meditation prayer if we're talking about um being mindful and self-aware and and really going within yourself uh, I'm a get rid of the phone type of guy.
0: I totally hear you on that. Put way less emphasis on your phone now. Mindful Tribe. Dustin's website is bioproteintech.com. Mindful Tribe, bioproteintech.com, and check him out on Instagram. Same thing, bioproteintech on Instagram. I look forward to getting the product and uh, letting Mindful Tribe, letting you know what it's doing for me what kind of effect it has on me. So Dustin, thanks so much for joining us here on the show today. I really, I had a great time, Bruce. I really appreciate it. I, uh, I appreciate the opportunity to come on and talk with you. What words of advice, final words of advice would you have for our listeners today? Commit and execute that's in business and life and
1: relationships. Um, you know, commit to the process and execute uh, to see through, to see, to, you know, to achievement of your goals.
0: Dustin, thank you so much for all your your wisdom, your words of advice. Really appreciate it. Have a great rest of your day.
1: Thank you, Bruce, so much. I really appreciate it, man. I can't wait to uh, hopefully talk to you soon.
0: Absolutely. Bye now. Bye, Bruce. Hey, Mindful Tribe. Thanks for joining us here on the show today. I hope you enjoyed the discussion with Dustin. And hey, check out my YouTube channel. I'm I'm working on building the YouTube channel, just having put some videos on there. We don't have a lot of subscribers, only about 130. And just go to Mindfulness Mode on YouTube and you'll see our Mindfulness Mode logo. Someone else has something up there called Mindfulness Mode, which is not us. That's the one with a flower so that's not us at all just uh, go to the one with the mindfulness mode logo and if you'd be a subscriber that would be awesome we're working at getting more and more videos up there and you can always let us know what kinds of videos you'd like us to put up so take what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm focus and happiness stay in the mode